Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at kpoo.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. Beautiful people, I want to thank you for joining me here this morning on Prison Focus Radio. 
I am your host, Nube Brown, here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5, and you might be live streaming on the World Wide Web at kpoo.com. All right, as I promised, we are going to be spending the rest of the month promoting, talking about uh, getting a better understanding of the Prison Lives Matter Liberate Our Elders webinar that's going to be taking place the first week of August, the 4th through the 6th. All right, and I hope you have marked your calendars. I hope you've been telling your people. I hope you have seen our uh, flyers on Instagram, Facebook, and possibly TikTok. Okay, and um, although I'm feeling very positive and up and... Um, I'm also feeling very inspired. Um, I'm also feeling the deep loss of Dr. Mutulu Shakur, his presence here, even though his legacy lives on, the incredible, inspirational, powerful work he has done throughout these decades for the, the freedom and humanity of our people uh, lives on with us he, his passing on to the ancestors uh, this past Friday um, still feels um, it, it feels in, it's intense and it feel it's it it's 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 a loss um, that transforms itself into a different kind of gain. So, Dr. Matulu Shakur, uh, rest in power. And to the Shakur family and all those who loved him, we send you our deep uh, condolences, love, and support um, here from Prison Focus Radio and on behalf of KPOO. So I am going to, and so we are going to start with a tribute to Dr. Matulu Shakur from. Minister Balagoon Kambon, and then we are going to hear from folks who are organizing for and participating in um, the Prison Lives Matter Liberate Our Elders webinar and other work that is um, about the freeing of our political prisoners, our prisoners of war, and addressing the needs of the people. All right, here we go with the tribute to Dr. Matulu Shakur. Once again, Amensha has opened her arms to receive the great soul of a warrior and revolutionary spirit of the ultimate freedom fighter, Dr. Matulu Shakur. Once again, we have lost a leader, teacher, and guide who made a difference in our world a new African who held the unshakable conviction that each and every person of the noble African genotype was extremely important to the cause and Pan-African struggle. He was willing to politically educate one mind at a time and feed thousands of spirits with one word. Though he strove not to revolutionize the, wor revolutionize the world he existed in, he contributed mightily to a doctrine that has revolutionized a whole movement and is and it is in this, the small changes, that he would have found satisfaction. 
Writer John Stuart Mill once said that a man who has nothing for which he is willing to fight is a miserable creature and has no chance of being free unless made and kept so by the exertion of better men than himself. I think that this quote is a fitting one as we celebrate and commemorate the life and work of Dr. Matula Shakur, who took the conditions of confinement and turned them into the most appropriate conditions for struggle and sacrifices. A leading theorist in the development of new African ideology and a gleaming example of how to practice what we preach, he was always evolving. As a political prisoner of war, he pushed through decades of torture, abuse, degradation, isolation, and sickness towards the glorious light of liberation. The teacher of all, the example for many, and a guide for those who had lost their way after so many setbacks and stagnating blows to the people's struggle. His life and light was a constant reminder that you can crush the body, contaminate the mind, and weaken the will. But until you kill the spirit, you've done nothing but given the revolutionary a new starting point from which to struggle. We who are left embody your fire and extol your spirit for your love and commitment was the kind that most of us only dream of giving. Long live the ideas and examples you left. Long live the revolutionary spirit that you infused into the movement. We love you, Dr. Matulu Shakur. May you rest in power amongst the circle of the ancestors. Prime Minister Balagoon. All right. Thank you, Brother Balagoon, for that very touching and powerful um, tribute to Dr. Muntulu Shakur. All right, we are going to hear now from Andy Williams Jr. of Prison Lives Matter, and he's also involved in some other things that uh, we'll hear about in the future. But uh, here he is going to be speaking um, from Chicago, one of the three states, sorry, one of the three cities that is part of this Prison Lives Matter Liberate Our Elders webinar event that will be taking place August 4th through 6th. You know, you're going to be probably a little tired of me saying that over and over again. But Andy Williams Jr. is going to be speaking to us from Chicago about um, his thoughts on the webinar. And you might hear a little bit too about the event that just took place a new African Family Day um, kind of anti, not kind of, but an anti-July 4th event. All right, here we go with Andy. Um, Chicago is going to be one of the states in the three, uh, the Tri-City State uh, Prison Lives Matter um, Liberate Our Elders webinar that's going to be taking place, which you are also involved in. Yeah, I am the uh, coordinator for the state of Illinois. And I'm also the chair for the Prison Lives Matter Law Committee. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Thank you for for clarifying that uh, for me. Okay, yes. And let's talk about this webinar that's going to be taking place um, um, on the, the first weekend of August, 4th through 6th. Okay. Um, it is uh, a webinar in, well, we're the Chicago chapter, but it's one in California and one in New York, and it's about liberating our elders, and it's uh, coming together so we're not duplicating um, systems. And, you know, if, for instance, if somebody has got out of one of these plantations on, uh, you know, a, a due process violation, a wrongful conviction, what we're doing is taking that model 
and having that model be implemented across the state. So we kind of like have a blueprint. And what we're calling it uh, with the movement in the spirit of Mandela is the people Senate. So now the people are ensuring that we all know our rights, our rights are not being violated. We have the right to self-governing with the uh, self-governing with the ultimate goal of getting those C numbers, those elders, those political prisoners off those plantations, and allowing us to live in a society that where we're free because that's our birthright, and declaring our independence. Absolutely, and I just love as I I love how you put that too. Um, and when talking about the C numbers, I I I like how you're putting that. Um, and also we want to create that. Uh, this extends to we don't. These are these are elders. These are political prisoners and prisoners of war, um, and legalized slaves in 2023 that were youth. They were young when they were first than when they were first captured and put on these these plantations. So we are also trying to, we are creating a world where our youth are not being imprisoned for fighting for the rights of their people. Right. And um, so with the panel, the, uh, for what we're doing, we have a lot of the elders, uh, well, not a lot, it's about four panelists right now, which one is, is in, in, in my generation, I'm 50, so it's a little younger, Nick. Um, they're going to share about their life experience Mm-hmm. about what they've been through and how we can come up with a solution. Because our panelists out here are those that are actually implementing the solutions right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, you know, the vision with, with Kwame and Brother Jalil is seeing that so many of us have been through it and have the solution, but we're not, that, that information is not being disseminated across the state. And that's the whole purpose of this: the Prison Lives Matter, Liberate Our Elders, this this webinar is to teach, you know, hey, here's what's going on in Oakland that works. Here's what's going on in Chicago that's working. Here's what's going on in New York that's working. And then across the other states as they begin to pick up and, you know, Texas, uh, just across the states. Because I think yeah. our time is, is so perfect right now to do this. I agree. I, I definitely uh, agree with you there. There's really a wonderful, a wonderful momentum for unity and also, like you said, kind of the creating this platform um, of of gathering the, the the people together that are already doing the work on the ground and and like you said the the, the problem with dissemination and now we're going to you know create this um, this hub this general location uh, of the of the people centered. Why do you feel like it's important? What do you think people need to know, and why should they come? Well, my personal involvement is because I filed some litigation against the United States in 32 states, and I sent a copy of that to Kwame and Shaka down in the Indiana plantation. And so from that, that's how I opened up a relationship with them. And what the suit basically was saying is that uh, we're the descendants of the aboriginals, and we're still enslaved. That's essentially what it said. You're violating our, our religious freedom, which is what I call our spirituality, and it's wrong. It's a deprivation of rights. And I want to declare that that's wrong. And so from me sending that to them, I began to build a relationship with Kwame and recognizing his growth from the time he got locked down, uh, basically kidnapped, to where he's at now. And then that brought us a kindred spirit, like this this brotherhood. And hearing, you know, his vision, it aligns with 
what I believe is our birthright for freedom. We're born with freedom. So to liberate our elders and to see me honor that generation of the Jalils and of, of the whole 60s movement, to know that we still got access to them, and some of them are still on the plantations, like Matula Shakur just comes home after all this time, which he never should have been in there. Is this the same thing that's going to happen to um, Mamiya? We, mm-hmm. we have that. So you have Mamiya behind the wall, but then you got Angela Davis outside the wall that's a professor. We can take what that 60 generation uh, uh, went through. We can take the, the fruit of the, the positive of the civil rights with our education, and now we can go back there and get the people in the spirit of Frederick Douglass. Because once you come off the plantation, you have a duty and obligation to go back and get them. And that's why this people sent it. That's why this people's lives matter, this liberate our elders is so powerful because now we have been informed and, and educated, become conscious. Now let's go back and get them. And then at the same time, ensure that we have the right to self-govern in our own community and we can bring out the principles of restorative justice and we can basically govern our own communities. We don't need an outside entity to govern the people because it's a cultural difference. And that's where I believe the evolution of slavery is still happening today. And partially, I believe, it's because they just don't know. They've been taught this from generation to generation, and we've been taught to resist it. So now what I'm saying is, let us just self-govern ourselves. We'll deal with our own communities if you can't come in here and treat us right. All right. Thank you, Brother Andy. We had to leave it there because we are now going to hear from uh, Baba Jalil Muntakim and get his take on what, uh, you know, some of the work that he is continuing to do after spending 49 years behind um, enemy lines and now being out um, uh, two years now. It's going to be three in October. uh, And yeah, we're going to get his commentary, his thoughts on uh, the webinar and the People's Senate. Here we go. So yes, you just sound really good. You sound really up, and um, uh, I am. Um, uh, you are just doing so much work, Jillian, and um, I definitely want you to share that with uh, the listeners this morning. I first want to introduce you to people. We are talking to Brother Jalil Muntakim, um, who, after 49 years and 11 parole denials came home to us, came back to his community um, uh, in October of 2020, and uh, really just came out here, um, hitting the ground running, continuing with the work that he was doing on the inside. Um, And I encourage people to uh, check him out. um, And we'll talk a little bit about that, Julia, where you want people to uh, find out more about what you're doing. But we want to hear from your own words. Good morning. Thank you so much for giving um, me, us, uh, some of your time. Because like I said, I know you are busy and I would love for you to also give a little introduction for yourself and um, and then tell us what you're doing. And then I want to get right into, like, you know, the People Senate and the webinar that's coming up. Very good. Thank you. Uh, As-salamu alaykum. Peace, pause. Bajani, Hambo, Irene. Uh, if I dare, uh, thing, and whatever your native language is, I greet you in peace and solidarity. Um, yes, uh, okay, I'm Jilu Mutha King. Uh, I'm a veteran member of the Black Panther Party and the Black Liberation Army. Uh, as a result of my um, activities in the BLA, 
Uh, I was sent to prison in 1971. Uh, I stayed in prison until 2020, uh, when I was released after nearly nearly 50 years inside prison. Uh, since my release, uh, while I was in prison, I was able to organize various. Uh, uh, I continue to organize. I was organizing before I went to prison. I organized while I was in prison, and I'm back to organizing now that I'm out in prison. Um, I established the first uh, national revolutionary newspaper called Army Spirit back in 1970s. I established the first uh, petition to the United Nations by prisoners, uh, also in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, I'm the co-founder of the National Jericho Movement, organizing from the support of political prisoners. Um, and I'm inspiration or inspired uh, the development of the International Tribunal uh, that on October 25th, 2021, found the United States guilty of genocide on five charges of uh, police violence, state-sponsored terror against black, brown, and indigenous people, uh, health inequities, uh, um, um, health inequities, uh, environmental racism, resistance of political prisoners, and mass incarceration. Accumulatively, uh, when you look at all of these things in its cumulative uh, nature, we find that it is uh, genocidal. At least the international jurors found the United States uh, guilty of committing genocide against black and brown indigenous people based upon those five charges. Uh, since then, we have begun the processes of trying to remove ourselves from harm. Uh, we know that the United States has been engaged in the process of genocide for over 400 years, actually 500 years, including the indigenous people when the United States came over in 1500, uh, uh, or the conquistadors and uh, other agents of oppression came here uh, and began to suppress and annihilate uh, the, the, the original inhabitants of this country, uh, which we now call the United States, but original name is Turtle Island. Uh, and so for us, it's important that we begin the processes of removing ourselves from harm. And so in the, by doing so, we believe that it's a necessity for us to build a alternative institutions of, of governing uh, since this government has been found guilty of genocide against black, brown, indigenous people. And so we believe that it's necessary to build what we call a people's senate. People said it uh, was been launched uh, after the decision of the international jurist by the United States guilty of uh, genocide, uh, and we believe that we are moving forward to uh, uh, have a new dialogue uh, in regards to how we, the people of Turtle Island, are being governed rather than uh, the corporation, the corporate government of the United States, where we know operates and functions in the benefit of other corporations rather than in the best interest of the people. And so we believe that it's a necessity for the people to become organized uh, in their best interest, and in order to do so, uh, we are calling for what we call the People's Senate. Uh, that's a snapshot of some of the things that I've uh, doing or have done, achieved, and uh, continue to work in this regard. Let me just add one uh, other thing. Upon my release from prison, um, I was hired by an organization called Citizen Action here in New York. And one of the things that we're doing in regards to citizen action is uh, building support of what we call 1340. 1340 is a campaign to end uh, uh, penal slavery in the United States. Uh, why is that important? Well, years ago when I was inside, I filed a petition to the United, United States uh, Supreme Court, uh, ultimately went to the United States Supreme Court, challenging the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution that reads slavery and voluntary servitude, uh, in, uh, shall not exist in the United States or its jurisdiction except for those who are duly convicted of a crime. And what does that inform us? It says that basically 
1865, when they ended chattel slavery of African people, they instituted penal slavery. And so since then, the last 40 years, uh, the United States has created laws that ensure that there is a, a, um, uh, a methodology or a method from which people are sent to prison in order for the state to reap exorbitant profits from free labor, or at least labor, uh, pennies on the dollar labor. And so what we're having here is a system of continuing slavery, involuntary servitude and slavery. So 1340 challenges that want to end penal slavery uh, in the United States. Why is that important for us? It's important for us because the International Tribunal found the United States guilty on one of the charges. What was that charge? Mass incarceration. And so for us to challenge mass incarceration, we want to take the incentive, the incentive from why we are having, for instance, the school-to-prison pipeline and other forms of which our people are uh, ushered into this penal slave system. Uh, we want to end that by ending the incentive for that. And the incentive is for the state to reap exorbitant profits from free, free labor. So we want to uh, basically uh, end our penal slavery in the United States by amending the state constitution. More, more often than not, the majority of the states in the United States have in their constitution something that reflects that of the 13th Amendment, uh, exception clause meaning that in these state constitutions, they allow for compulsory, compulsory, compulsory and involuntary servitude in their prison systems throughout the country. And so we want to challenge that, the end, the incentive of uh, this free labor they receive off our people, particularly brown, uh, uh, black, brown, and indigenous people who constitute the majority of the prison systems, uh, uh, population prison systems in the United States. Also keep in mind that the United States incarcerates more people than any other industrialized nation in the world. And why is that? Because we live in a capitalist system, and they're always seeking the means for which they can absorb profits from people's labor and or from their resources. And so for us, our challenge, our challenge here, and also in terms of building people's Senate, is the campaign to end mass incarceration, and by doing so, by demanding the ending of penal slavery in prisons across the country. So far, Seven states or eight states have uh, ended penal slavery in those states. They changed their constitution in those states. And we're trying to make New York the ninth state to do so. And we are challenging, and I am challenging everyone who's listening to this, particularly the activists in our communities across this country, are listening to this to organize a campaign of 13.4. Go to 13.4.org, learn about what is what's going on here, right, and organize a campaign to end penal slavery in your state. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Jaleel, um, for that. And I loved how you started everything by framing um, this. I love this language of remove, remove ourselves from harm um, because, uh, you know, language is so important and a part of, uh, you know, some of the language that we are hearing is that we know that, you know, like, um, you know, the police don't keep us safe. We keep us safe. And how important this is. Um, in terms of removing ourselves from harm is being able to begin to build our, our own institutions because we know that every place that we go, they are basically, it's built on genocidal practices. Every institution, whether it be academic, scientific, environmental, all the five charges of genocide um, are, are, are meant to uh, basically keep us being harmed 
um, you know, the environmental racism is, is a huge one, right? And all the money that's being funneled into uh, the pollution and degradation of our planet. But that's a whole other issue. Um, one of the things that's um, taking place around this building of a people's senate um, is, or uh, the introduction of this, this the people's senate, which has come out of all of the work that has done before and that you just laid out, is we are going to be having this webinar. But that's taking place in August, first week of August. But I would love for you to talk even a little bit more about about the people's senate and you know how you see its. Uh, uh, you know the the building phases, and do you? Um, we, one thing that we didn't mention is that you are the author of the book "We Are Our Own Liberators," so which is not only a book, but is really this amazing, um, I don't know, theoretical concept, idea, a way of living um, that I think really underscores the building of the People's Senate. Um, and so, do you consider this the new epoch? Uh, that we are in here um, based on your book and would I would love for you again to talk um, more about the People's Senate and how you see it and how you can you know help us to inform our, ourselves and kind of chink our thinking process about what it really means to build a People's Senate and why um, why we would need this a People's Senate okay. even though it seems obvious <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's definitely obvious but uh, uh yeah um first of all i want to thank you for mentioning uh my book uh, we are our own liberators uh, if people are interested they can go to uh blackdragonmme.com and order the book the book was originally written over 20 years ago while i was inside and uh, we find out that it is now resonating today with a lot of the activist community uh and revolutionary uh, organizations across the country who are recognizing that there's a formula in the book, what I call three phases to national independence, uh, that is uh, important uh, for folks to, to understand the dynamics of how to organize for liberation. Uh, the reason why it is titled We Are Our Own Liberators is because the fact of the matter is that no one's going to liberate ourselves but us. And so it's important that we put, put, start taking into mind and taking into uh, consideration uh, in, in our thinking uh, that if uh, we are uh, recognizing the nature of our oppression, uh, that we have to we have a, a responsibility uh, to challenge the systems of oppression uh, in all their forms that they uh, um, that manifest. Uh, particularly uh, now that the International Tribunal has found the United States guilty of genocide uh, as a result of how they uh, engage our communities or not engage our communities. Uh, for for uh, a broader uh, understanding um, um, in, in terms of resources and and and, and assisting us um, uh, in the work uh, in, in how we are uh, living uh, today. Uh, so the People's Senate is uh, the capacity from which organizations uh, across the country began to commune with one another. And I use this word deliberately: commune with one another in regards to the issues that we are finding. Uh, that we can unite on, the issues that we can unite on, and recognizing that this government is not functioning in our best interest and for our best benefit. And so we want to create the conditions of, of um, uh, being able to organize ourselves um, uh, in what we call people's assemblies right, across the country. And these assemblies will be representative of various organizations 
and also individuals who are active on the ground, doing work on the ground uh, in support of dealing with the issues of housing, clothing, education, health care, and other necessities that our people are lacking uh, that are genocidal. Um, and so for us, building these people's assemblies, have, first of all, starting these conversations uh, with the various uh, uh, organizations across the country. We have a lot of cadre organizations across the country, a lot of uh, progressive organizations across the country, but they're working out of their own silos. And that is, in and of itself is a weakness uh, because we know that our opposition, uh, uh, this, this government, is very much organized uh, under a hierarchical a kind of a, a commanderism uh, operation, uh, a mythology of, of, of existence. And so for us, it's important that if we are going to in any way impact uh, our, our social, economic, and political conditions, that we must also become organized. Uh, we need to figure out the, uh, uh, those salient points uh, those uh, that we can ultimately uh, agree upon and recognize that we have impact, have impact on our communities. And so by building what we call people's assemblies uh, across the country, uh, and then for those assemblies to elect individuals uh, who will be recognized as their representative, uh, they reflect those representatives as in a people's senate, uh, where we can make national decisions in terms of how we confront some of the national oppression uh, that we are uh, subject to. And so uh, that is the broader idea of the people's senate. Uh, we do have a recruitment uh, uh, pamphlet out that people can can obtain. They can go to spiritmandela.org slash people senate. You can find the uh, the icon for the people senate when you go to uh, spiritmandela.org. Uh, tap onto that icon and it will describe everything that you need to know about the people senate. Uh, this weekend uh, we had a, a webinar here in New York. Uh, um, New York, what we call the we call the Northeast. A regional uh, um, uh, uh, collective of the people Senate, uh, representatives of the people Senate. So the Northeast is several uh, is Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, are uh, amongst to the, uh, the the Northeast uh, regional uh, representative of the people Senate. Uh, we are also expecting to have the people Senate in various other uh, regional uh, uh, webinars uh, across the state, where various organizations, uh, indigenous. Uh, uh, brown, uh, uh, Latinx, and also uh, New African or Black uh, uh, organizers will come together and discuss what we collectively know are issues that we cannot um, uh, deny uh, have negative impact on our communities. Uh, so that is part and parcel of how we are going to build a alternative systems uh, to the, the Democratic and Republican corporate uh, parties. Uh, that exists today that does not work in the best interest of our people, uh, nor the best interest of poor, brown, black, uh, indigenous people in, the, in this country. Uh, the People's Senate is how we're going to move forward in rebuilding a structural, institutional, governing body uh, for the people and by the people. Yes, thank you for that, and I'm I'm so grateful to be a part of that, and for you know those folks that'll be listening. You know, this really, um, I hope that it will become obvious 
to people as to why we need to build this people center. Because when you talked about, um, you know, the government not meeting our needs, we're talking not just federal, we're talking from, from local on up, local, state, you know, federal uh, government. We definitely cannot rely on them. We need to, again, remove ourselves from that harm. So thank you so much for really explaining that out. And, and, um, and what I also hear is that, you know, people are going to continue to do the work that, that, that they are doing. And it's really, and, um, you seem to be highlighting this, uh, the networking aspect that we, we can't continue to work in silos. Cause like you said, it's not like, it's really sounds like the, you know, the, the divide and conquer, you know, we'll just keep you guys separated and, and then, um, scraping, uh, the, uh, you know, we will, uh, you know, fund some of you, but not others. And so we really need to learn together how how really to work together and build. And I do think also uh, that you're correct that we we need these these people's the building of the people's senate to rebuild structures that are going to take care of us. Um, let me let me just add. This is just uh, uh, the we have a uh, on the on the website right uh, spittermandela.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have what we call people's uh, center at, at a glance. And I just have four points that I'd like to read right quick. The goal okay. of the Senate is fourfold. Uh, a, to publicize promote all the local work that everyone is already doing, right, and try to mm-hmm. link them together. Two, make links between the groups whose efforts are presently on parallel track and might be developed and moving forward as collaborative efforts. We need to collaborate with one another. And the reason why this is important is because we have been indoctrinated into a system of capitalism that is based upon two things. One, competition and and individualism and competition. That's what capitalism is based upon, competition Mm -hmm. and individualism. And the opposite of that is cooperative or cooperation and unity. And so we have to figure out ways to have more cooperation and greater unity amongst us in order to challenge a system that's based upon individualism and uh, competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, develop new initiatives that unite us at national international scale. Uh, and four, uh, the People's Center brings forth the leadership of black, brown, business communities and provides the arena uh, for discussion, exchange, developing solutions to problems faced by all. Uh, our vision as the Senate will be a representative body of peoples and their organizations elected by local meetings and gatherings based on geography and our constituency or on groups of people engaged in common work. It will then meet on a national level to discuss how these goals of developing a united struggle might be pursued. Election, election meetings can be regular meetings of regular uh, already established groups and collectives, or they be ad hoc caucuses are created specifically for the purpose of electing senators. And last, we said the project at this point is one informative stage, and we need more individual groups to get involved to help us think through the implementing and organizing plan. Now, it's important for people to understand that this is all new for all of us. Right. right. And so right. We, yeah, it's all new for all of us. We, we are actually trying to build uh, like, the, like the, the so-called founding fathers of this country, uh, the 12 or 13 of them who put together what they call this uh, this here United States. Well, we can do the same thing. If they can do it, we can do it, right? And we can do it on a much broader scale for the better interest of our people uh, overall rather than for the corporate interests uh, and or for the, the, the benefit of white supremacy, which these white men did when they brought this country into existence. And so for us, it is important that we recognize that we are um, – 
multiracial, multiethnic uh, 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 country, and we need to figure out ways how to ensure that the resources uh, from our labor serve the best interests of our people. Uh, and so that's what the, P P uh, the, uh, the people agenda is generally about. And uh, I think that we historically, uh, it is important that people understand uh, that this country has been engaged and will continue to be engaged in genocide. I just want to give one, one, two examples of when I talk about genocide, particularly as we reflect uh, black people, right? Uh, and Ten years ago, uh, maybe 20 years ago, they said that black men was an endangered species in this country. Mm -hmm. right. What, what, what makes them, mm -hmm. them endangered? White supremacy. Okay. Right, uh, uh, right now, um, our population in the last 50 years, talking about black people population in the last 50 years, has not grown between 11 and 13 percent in the last 50 years. Our population is stagnant, right, right. As, as black people in this country. We have not grown. Okay, and why is that? So we, we, we're finding that these conditions that we are confronting are one that is ultimately lends to the diminishing, uh, not only the diminishing value of we uh, as people, but to diminishing our own existence on this planet. And so we need to really uh, really consider the fact that we have been endangered. Not only black men have been endangered species, but black people now become endangered uh, in, in this country. Uh, just as much as, um, or in as much as, had been uh, the indigenous people who were slaughtered, and we well know through our, our history in this country, uh, they have, um, particularly uh, white folks, right, had at time to time uh, uh, um, slaughtered, uh, uh, slaughtered people like Tulsa, like Elaine, and various other cities has been demolished and destroyed as a result of white riots. A lot of people don't know that the word riot really come from white folks and then come from black folks. All right? So it is important for us to understand that we need to uh, uh, recognize that what happened on January uh, 6th uh, last year, I think it was last year, uh, where they tried to nullify the black vote, right, uh, mm -hmm. of this genocide. Uh, this recent decision by the Supreme Court uh, uh, denying affirmative action or rolling back affirmative action is part of the processes in which they are denying the value of black people. And so we we really need to really uh, 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 understand what is actually 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 happening here in this country and what impact a negative impact it is having on us not only here in the country but throughout the world. Indeed, indeed, and I think that's a, a you you used another word um, a little bit ago called common. You said the commandeerism aspect of of uh, the way this government uh, operates too, which it just makes me. It leads me to the feeling that we are at war. This government has constantly been at war um, with uh, the, the black community, the new African community, and the you know black, brown, and indigenous peoples, and um, and that we uh, need to be able to uh, not have another entity tell us who our enemy is, be and and be clear about the oppressing the oppression that is taking place. White false supremacy, as I call it. And there's nothing supreme about it, but white false supremacy, uh, capitalist imperialism, is is definitely our enemy, and we do need to um, arm ourselves with with this knowledge. So that really, with all of that said, um, and I really appreciate you bringing up the the four points because I think also uh, people want quick answers, and we need um, we need everybody to understand that there are no quick answers. What we need are people that are willing to have the courage to 
collaborate like you, you talked about, um, um, uh, collaboration and unity on building these people's senates and part of these people's assemblies so that we can build our people's senate and we can get again uh, remove ourselves from harm and start building for uh, our futures and and thank you for laying out some of those um, genocidal practices that are taking place people can look at their daily lives and see and one of the ways that we are going to be able to expose some of what is is happening and be able to start talking about these things and be a part of building these people's centers. We are going to be having the Prison Lives Matter Liberate Our Elders webinar. And before I ask you this question, I just want to say again, thank you so much for being here, uh, Jaleel, because, uh, Baba Jaleel, because you are one of those capital E elders that we are talking about. We have too many of our political prisoners and prisoners of war who started as youth and so we talk about how this country has a penchant for uh, or uh, it is um, imprisoning, incarcerating, in modern day enslaving uh, more people than anywhere else on the planet. We also have a penchant for um, modern day enslaving our children and many of our most of our political prisoners and prisoners of war have been in prison since they were youth fighting for the rights of our of their people our people and they are now still in prison you as we had mentioned earlier spent almost 50 years of your life in prison and you never stopped fighting as many of the political prisoners and prisoners of war are still inside, but some have died. Uh, Dr. Matulu Shakur just came home six months ago and has now passed on to the ancestors. I would love to hear from you why you think that this political, uh, the Prison Lives Matter, Liberate Our Elders, and uh, first of all, also why liberating our elders is important and why people should come to this webinar. Okay, a very good question. Uh, first of all, I, I would like to say that um, uh, people need to go to uh, Kwame Shakur's uh, uh, website. I, I don't have it on the top of my head right now, but Kwame Shakur, uh, one of our political politicized prisoners, uh, was uh, the one who was the brainchild of the Prisoners' Lives Matter uh, campaign and, and, and organizing capacity. He uh, has joined uh, me and myself, myself, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, Abbas uh, Mutha King, my cousin, and a few others of us across the country have been what we call Fulton and Fulton Liberation New African Nation. And Prison Lives Matter uh, webinar will speak to those issues as well as the, the, the existence of political prisons in the United States. As many do not know, that the United States denies the existence of political prisoners. And as they're saying to the world that there is no dissent or no dissension in the United States in terms of their policies and practices of, of oppression, which is, we know, is a bold-faced lie. And so for us, it is extremely important that we begin the process from which not only we liberate our political prisoners, but we liberate our elders. Uh, we have people in prison, for instance, like Mutulu, uh, uh, the great uh, Mutulu Shakur, Dr. Mutulu Shakur, who uh, was suffering cancer, and uh, 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 we were able to free him before his, his demise, six months before his demise, uh, uh, passed on to, to the ancestors. Uh, but that's a hard struggle, hard struggle for us to engage in, uh, not only because of the politics of it, because the system itself is a nacoman, nacomanic. Uh, it, it seeks death right, rather than seeking life. 
And so for us, uh, particularly in understanding that the prison system in itself is a slave system, uh, uh, we, it's imperative that we begin the processes for which those individuals, which they cannot reap any more profit from, from their labor, because they're elderly, they're seniors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they back home. Uh, 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 there's no incentive in keeping them in prison. But because the system is a death system, right, it thrives on, on, on the, the blood of other people, right? Uh, it, it, it finds its, its lubrication uh, for, for the operate. And not only is it a question of oil, but it's also a question of blood and treasure, okay? And so for us, it's important that we begin to process it from which we begin to honor our elders again. Right. This, mm-hmm. this is African. This is an African uh, um, um, uh, tradition, which we honor our elders. Right. And we need yeah. to bring our elders back home uh, in, in honor. Uh, if they have to die, let not not let them die inside a slave uh, plantation. Right. If they are going to pass away, and we know we all we all are going to. This is a transitory life that we have on this on this incarnation. Right. Then allow them to at least die in the hands and in, in the arms of their loved ones. Uh, um, coming back, coming back home, and we need to provide the services for them uh, where there's where there's none. And so for us, this PLM and this uh, this, this webinar that we're going to have is going to be instructive in terms of how we're going to organize ourselves to, to demand the release of our elders uh, uh, in, in prison uh, in this penal slave system. Uh, and, and it's important. It is also important to understand that our goal. Uh, not only is the question of uh, building the people's Senate, but also to liberate the land, right, uh, the freedom land. Um, and that goes into a whole other dynamic of organizing and a struggle that we have been engaged in, uh, at least since 1968 when the Republic, the provisional government of the Republic of New Africa uh, first came into existence. But long before then, uh, it has been the argument uh, that our struggle is the one for land. So I don't want to convolute these two issues, but it's also important to understand that our struggle is multidimensional, multifaceted, and one aspect of it is the PLM, Prisons Lives Matter campaign, uh, to free our elders. Absolutely. Thank you. And I and I, we also started this conversation. I guess I want to uh, build on this a little bit more, too, because you st- we started this conversation with that all of this is um, uh, much of the this is being built on this these uh, five counts of genocide uh, that the international jurists found the um, the America with three Ks Inc guilty of and um, one of the and keeping our children to their elder years is a form of genocide but also not having our elders in our community, because we also uh, talked about our um, African uh, traditions, not having our elders in our communities is also genocidal. You have um, you have daughters, I believe, who have, you have grandchildren. Um, your presence in their life is so important on, on a personal level, but then I also been thinking about the work that we are all doing how important it is to have our elders be able to share with us your knowledge and your experience. And um, uh, so I would, I, I guess I'm making more of a comment, but if you would also like to make a comment on how important it is for us to have this part of the Prison Lives Matter liberate our elders um, uh, um, um, 
the importance of that, if you would like to, to comment any further about how important that is. I, I think I, I, I would just say, say this. In regards to our community uh, and how they have uh, dissembled uh, the black community, they've created conditions where uh, the black man and the black woman are at odds for various reasons. They've created that. They created a, a condition for where our children are at odds with their with their parents. Uh, they created conditions for which we have uh, our, our elders are being discarded, right? Uh, saying that they're no longer productive, and so they're being discarded. Uh, they have created the conditions for which we recognize that our community has been divided in such a way that we are, are subject to the kind of oppression uh, without, for the most part, in many instances, without um, um, redress, uh, without uh, a fight back, right? Uh, and so for us, to bring the elders home is actually to bring the family back together again, right? Because I remember when mm-hmm. there was a time where people listened to Big Mama or, 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 or Big Daddy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And had to sit down at their knee and listen to what they have to say because they had weird uh that they were departing on us. Now, unfortunately, and I admit this deliberately, say this deliberately, some of that wisdom um, was not in the best interest of our people because our people have been traumatized, having lived in a system of 400 years of, of white supremacy, navigating a system for 40 years of white supremacy. So many of our people have been traumatized by that and did not recognize the value of their own uh, um, legacy, uh, their own ancestry uh, as African people. But nonetheless, uh, for us to navigate this system, there is some wisdom that many of our elders have and was able to share. When you remove that, then what do you have? You have a people who are without a, a, a ship, without a rudder. They don't know how to get to the shore of freedom. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and so for us uh, to reestablish the family dynamic that we need to have, we need to have our elders uh, back in the community uh, and, and providing the kind of wisdom uh, from their own personal experience of uh, fighting against the system. Uh, so that that's important. And what it does, it ensures some continuity in regards to family, right? Uh, we know that without family, there is no community, right? And so for us, uh, uh, fighting for the liberation of our elders is basically fighting for the, for the release of our youth, right? Because we're making the argument that many of those who are elders inside prison came into the system as young people. I was in that. I was at 19 years old when I went to the prison system, into the penal slave system. I didn't come out till I was 68, right? Gray hair. Right. I older. Gray hair. I said that. Don't be taking yourself down now. That's my old personal vanity. All right, but uh, they took that generation from me. I want to. But anyway, uh, so for us, it's extremely important that we build uh, uh, this campaign uh, to demand the release of our elders because in, in so doing. We are demanding the reconstitution of the family and reconstitution of the community. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, um, I, yeah, I, I just so appreciate everything that you said there. And so, and again, how we started this and what's also important to this movement, which you have been saying all along, you're sharing your wisdom with us, and I really hope people are hearing this. This is also a part of the political education. And this should be the political aspects of our lives need to be, I, I believe, this is me making my comment, this is Nube saying we need to take this personally because this has a personal impact on our daily lives. 
we must have political education. So when we are coming together for this webinar, the Prison Lives Matter, Liberate Our Elders, we are talking also about, again, politicized and political prisoners and prisoners of war who also um, we need them in this movement. We need you in this movement. You are a shining example. Again, thank you so much for giving us your time. Please tell again, tell us again why, Baba Jaleel Muntakim, tell us why people need to get to the Prison Lives Matter Liberate Our Elders webinar that's going to be taking place August 4th through 6th. This is a tri-city. We are going national, people. We are building for uh, this is for a national movement because this affects us all. Why should people be there? For our own survival, right? And the bottom line is for our own survival. We have to we have to move towards building a a campaign, a, a national and international campaign uh, that recognizes that our struggle against white supremacy, our struggle against capitalist imperialism, is one that is is uh, affects all of us on one level or another. Uh, freeing our elderly persons is to actually free ourselves from a system of oppression uh, and repression. And so for us, uh, building this uh, this campaign, building this webinar, and understanding that uh, this struggle is one that will serve in the interest of understanding that we are our own liberators, right? If we do not move towards building towards our own uh, our survival in this system of oppression, uh, then naturally, uh, they have uh, no compulsion uh, to to uh, free us, and so for us it is a question of liberation, emancipation, and abolishment. But let me let me make make another point as explicitly as I possibly can, right? Abolishing, uh, abolitionist, right? Means to abolish, and I ask everyone, listen to me very carefully. Anything, anything, and everything that is anti-black, anti-brown, and anti-indigenous needs to be abolished. Baba Jaleel, thank you so much for your heart, for your wisdom, for your fire, for everything that you continue to do to uplift people, uplift humanity. Thank you. You are thank so appreciated. Thank you, sis, for giving me this opportunity. Yo, yo, people of the world, listen to a new band. We're doing the work. All right. <laughs> We're doing the work. <laughs> oh, so appreciate you. All right. Well, you have um, uh, a beautiful rest of your day. I know you've been working. <laughs> That's right. We're doing the work. Sir. We got it. And, and, and people that are listening, we need you to get involved. This is on all of us. This is us, right? We are our own liberators. And I will make sure, too, that, you know, at the end of this call that people will get all the information. And you mentioned the um, the conference that we had uh, on the weekend, uh, the Building the People Senate in the Northeast region, and it uh, was fantabulous. And we will let people know how they can uh, look at that if they didn't get a chance to be there. Yeah, I thought it was very good as well. Yeah. We had a good start. And so now it's a question of... Uh, uh, keeping that initiative and, and being motivated to move forward. Right. Again, yeah. backdragon, mme.com, for those who want to uh, get obtain uh, a copy of uh, We All Liberators. Uh, this is, that is, it is a DYI book. Do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now you for organizing. Okay? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Much love to you and the family. Be safe out there. 
All right. Thank you, you too, brother. Thank you so much. So appreciate you. Peace. All right, beautiful people. That is our show for the week. Don't forget to visit spiritofmandela.org, supportprisonlives.org. And if you want a copy of We Are Our Own Liberators, go to blackdragonmme.com and visit us on Instagram at Liberate the Caged Voices. Also, if you want a copy of Indictment of the State and its Prison Industrial Slave Complex, go to amazon.com. All power to the people. Free the land and free all political prisoners and prisoners of war. Get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer.